Hello, and welcome to Prague Will Find a Way podcast. I'm Jonathan Block. And I'm Jay Valade. And today, on this episode, episode five, we're going to talk about a couple of new releases, as we mentioned at the end of the last episode. We've got uh, the new Steve Wilson album, the new Trevor Rabin album, and then we're also going to talk about Carl Palmer's legacy, um, ELP legacy, uh, his current project of keeping the ELP name alive. But first, news. <laughs> I don't think we have any new news. We don't have any news this time. And actually, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about, so we're just going to skip news anyways. Yeah. All right. Uh, which would you prefer to start with, Steve or or, well, or Trevor? All right. So Steve Wilson's album uh, just came out, uh, The Harmony Codex. Harmony Codex. Um, and uh, I don't have the physical copy yet. I ordered it from... Uh, burning shed and it has not arrived and we're from, in the u.s by the way if you couldn't tell <laughs> and uh but i've listened to it on spotify a couple times so we had talked about this at, at, in the last episode about the releasing of bits and pieces of albums and that is the approach that steve wilson has taken on this was to release a couple songs week yep. by week to to keep uh refreshing in your feed that he has this new album coming out and um personally i think it was a little bit of a disservice to the music because the uh, the album is not really uh there are songs obviously but right. it's not like a catchy singles kind of album to me uh, after a couple listens i think it's more of a the whole thing kind of flowing together song to song genre to genre he's kind of all over the map on this I've, uh, there have been reviews of people who are like there's not enough guitars there's too much you know electronic stuff but i kind of like that it's all over the map okay. and that but but i think it's going to be a grower album for me that i'm going to have to listen to it uh, a bunch of times to to really get the the roadmap did it was just the two songs he put out before they, they, the release. He put like three, three. Okay, uh, would you uh, consider he put four okay. out? So Which, yeah, I only, I, I only, I didn't hear the other four, two. I, I heard the first two. But would you consider that he was pulling the closest things to singles out? Not necessarily. The second you... one he did was like eleven minute instrumental. So oh. okay, <laughs> all right. But he did an interview on um, a podcast called The Disruptors. Yep. And it's like a two-hour interview, which I thought was fantastic. It yeah. really, it was not, you know, just music and techie kind of stuff, but it was all about his approach to music, his approach to the the landscape of being a musician today. And I recommended it. I recommended it to you, yep, but I, I recommend it yep. to everybody uh, to listen to it if you have like two hours to listen <laughs> to what they had to say. But he talked about that and said, you know, I'm not Beyonce. Right. I I have to kind of do this. The record company wants to do it this way. But I don't think that the music itself um is uh was best served that, that okay. way. I think it kept it on my radar right. for sure. Yeah. But I kinda wish I didn't listen to it until I got the full album. Right. But I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I mean <laughs> 
and, and anytime that happens, yeah. though, I'm always I got some somebody's new thing comes out, and I got to listen to it. Well, you know? it it also gets him four chances of getting in front of people that never heard him before, right? Understood. Yeah, and but there's, my, there's my point of that was that the yes, but there's it's not that they're so catchy that it's like a hit single kind right. of thing that you're gonna like remember and be right. like, oh, so if you like them, you yeah. like them, and if you don't, yeah. I don't know that. But it will remind the fans right. uh, that there is a Steve Wilson album coming out. Right. It's like who are you trying to appeal to? But his point in this interview was like, I, it will come out as if I drop the album all at once. Yep. It will come out and it will disappear. Right. That's fair. But if I do this prolonged approach to it and I release a song at a time over a number of weeks, then people will remain interested. Now, I ordered... Of course, the the extended package, which has extra songs on it, and oh, I, I, okay. I'm, there were a bunch of different versions that you could get, and I got kind of the middle middle ground. So we'll see what I actually mid tier. We'll see what I actually got when okay. it comes in the mail. <laughs> All right. Well, I ordered it when it was like the pre order, so I just like well, well, popped it on there, and uh, it was the top. Uh, oh, I don't know. There the, was the, you the know a big rarefied. box. Uh, yeah, big box that was. I'm like I don't I haven't heard a note of the music okay. and I don't know that I need the big giant box so I I got them the middle ground version tour is he touring or I don't think he's touring he this tour? he just he did just he finished just with tour? he just yeah. finished with Porcupine Tree okay they just did they just finished some dates and you know they've kind of left that as a uh, we'll see okay you know they they have not. You know, slam well, the door slam shut. Slam the door, but the door is not wide open right but now. But yeah, either. it's yeah. like we're not. There's nothing planned. But yep. that's not to say we couldn't decide that this is what we want. I think his approach is always: I'm doing what I like, and I, I'm. You might not like it, <laughs> and you might like it, but I'm gonna do right. it. I'm gonna I'm do what gonna I'm gonna cater do. to what people are expecting. And maybe I'll do something that is like what people are expecting, but only because that's what I want to do. Right. Well, he's had a successful career. He has, and he's been all over the place. And he's like, I'm going to lose people along the way, and maybe I'll pick them back up with a future release. But right now, I'm just doing what I like, which I I absolutely respect. I haven't loved every single thing that he's done, but I've kind of gotten it all. Well, and he's also, I mean, he has now remixed and remastered oh, uh, all my so favorites. many classics. Yeah. I mean, he's the go-to. He is. The go-to Prague remixer and remaster. And yeah. to think it all started with uh, King Crimson <laughs> releases. Right. But, I mean, that's a but career in itself. He is. Oh, but, but he's he was, uh, did he just do Chic? He's done yes, right? And, and, and he did he did, he did he, one of my favorites, and he's he did one of my favorite albums again. You know, not a band you think of Prague, but there's a Prague album, Chicago too. Right. He did it for a reason. It yeah. is an amazing album, and uh, it his version, which again, what's what I like on Apple Music is they actually have they'll have the album name, and then in the parentheses they'll say the Steve Wilson remix. Right. So it's like cool. Okay, I'll go for that. Yeah. Um, but again, like you were saying the other day. That the sometimes those remixes take they replace they replace the old replace. which you don't really want to happen right but right most of the streaming platforms you can find that version that you want that, that older one and yeah. it's you know we're old school so we are used to the thing that we're used to and we're used to the physical uh, media yeah right and yep. that's what we want but right. everyone else yeah in the world 
besides us is moving on to and just streaming and listening right. to whatever they want. And if you could find it, the original mix versus yep. the new mix versus yep. the Atmos mix versus the whatever mix, as long as you can always go back to what you started with via that platform, that's good. I think your complaint was the physical media. Yeah, the physical, the physical media. media disappears and you only, you're, you're you, stuck you, with. There's nothing. It's, 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 you go search for like Genesis trick of the tail and you're going to hear the remix remaster from, from 94 from, yeah, or whatever. Whenever. But, you know, I will say though, as remixes and remasters go, most of the time I would, or a lot of the time I would pick the newer Steve Wilson remix or remake because I don't think it's the surround one is different, but if you're just listening to it, you know, old school, um, you know, with he two tried. channels, he's very, very, you know, respectful of the original, but the things and the choices he makes. So like Chicago too, thick as a brick. I, I haven't listened to the original since he, um, another kind of not oddball and it's Prague caravans and the land of Graham pink, another excellent album. I wouldn't go back and listen to the original one. It's not like it's to, it's so different that you're like, Oh, I could say it's just like the overall atmosphere and the sound and the separation is just like, yeah, it just sounds it's brighter. It's better. It's just, it's just better. And he, 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 unequivocally states that he yeah. is trying to stay as faithful right. as possible in those new stereo mixes. Yeah. I think he's given yeah. a little bit more leeway in the 5.1 or the Atmos because Which he should. because yeah, yeah. They, it is a different mix. It's and a that, different approach yeah. sonically it's to more of a the creative, music. creative process yeah. for someone Which is like him as well. So I his his particular approach, like I have no complaints. I can't think of anything he's done that I like. Or, or own that I'd be like, oh, I don't like what he did. And it's usually yeah. like, yeah, actually, this is really good. You know, I, I like this a lot. And it just like is a, is more alive. Uh, so I'm interested to get the actual physical copy. Right. But I also have to give the full album, you know, a, another couple of listens because there's a lot of different stuff happening on it. But uh, a number of them are very low key. Yep. And there, you know, and, and sonically, I'm sure it's going to be great when I get the physical copy and I'm not just listening on my uh, iPhone or whatever. D did you buy vinyl or just? I did not get vinyl. Okay, so is it one CD or two? It's a one CD, but it comes, oh, the one bonus. that I got is okay. this bonus, you know, this, that, and the other right. thing. Level. But I think one of them comes as a vinyl okay. and the CDs and the DVD. And, you know, that's the box I did not get. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and that, and uh, Steve Wilson is not the only one with a new release out. We've got yeah, Trevor Raven's got a new Raven. album coming out yep. called Rio. And he, he, he has way more years between his albums. Yes, than he does. Steve does. Well, he, his last proper rock pop song based album was can't look away and that was like 1989 okay. or something what's like that. the jacaranda album that was an instrumental only oh okay so that was all you know that was a separate separate deal for him this is more of a song based right album right. right yeah so he's got so far there's been three songs released from that album and they're all fairly different one's a very up-tempo rock pop kind of song right and then he's got one that's a little more proggy and and very uh very dense 
called Push, and then he's got a new one that just came out like two days ago called Oklahoma, um, which which is a bit more cinematic right. in its approach. And so by the I, time, by the time we should say, by the time this episode is published, it may already be it out. May, it the might full, be out the full one be right. out. So apologies that we're so I have that on order as well. Okay, as really. So yeah, I've heard will, so you've played. I've heard some of the new ones. It definitely reminds you of yes and areas. Yes. And, you're also like, oh, is that John Anderson? Or why <laughs> well, he not does just sing get, in this high why register? Why not just get John Anderson? I'm sure he would. I mean, are there bad feelings between the three of them after the ARW? No, I read a re, uh, an interview with him where he kind of was just basically like, we did our thing. Right. We did our tour. We kind of said, that was great. That was fun. We're done. And then there was like, well, why didn't you record anything? And he just said, it just didn't come together. I and think, it's, it, yeah. I, and I don't know the inner work. I don't either. All, I think it, Rick it, Rick had comments at the time. He seemed a little he seemed a little more annoyed at the situation at the yeah, time that I it just kind of he or more like yeah I don't really know what's going like why are we yeah, not and, doing this and then there, for a it long all comes time, down to John most likely right we have no idea <laughs> yeah but. <laughs> At the time, there was, oh, yeah, we have half the album done. Right. There's so much right. done. And then all of a sudden, yeah. it was like, we have nothing. And I'm yeah. like, Whoa. what was it? <laughs> Somewhere between the two. <laughs> but I'd rather they not release anything than release something that is not great. Right. But we are we do, we do are getting new Trevor Rabin. We are getting a new <laughs> Trevor Rabin album. Yes. And as what I've heard so far, it is very akin to, you know, the Yes 80s talk. Into the vibe, 90s, yes. Right? Oh, I'm, totally. sure, I'm sure it's totally. going to be different yep. as, on a whole. Right. But it, you, it, you're not going to yeah. get something you didn't expect if you get no, that No, if album. you like him. And even if you, even if I could, I would say, like you said, I mean, he had that one song-based album. This, I think, is a little more proggish and more. Yes. So, you know, if you like that era of Yes, it's definitely worth checking out because it's it's definitely interesting. Like, I am hearing yeah. things like, oh, okay. And you yeah. know that. But I'm not hearing like, oh, yeah, he's trying to sound like close to the edge. I'm thinking more oh, like, absolutely. oh, okay, yeah, this is something he this could have like, written for talk. You right. know, or, yeah, or that sounds like more, something it's, he it's, would do. It's very. And, which and I it, think is what yeah. he was after. He's yeah. like, and it, I, it, I'm progressing. I'm I'm furthering my songwriting as right. I have done. Yes, and yes. this is just my next my next step in that. But it also is like, huh? Yeah, he definitely had. You can you, he had a big hand in oh, the yeah. sound and the composition right. elements of the eighties into nineties. Yes. Oh yeah, I don't sure. think there's I don't think there's any argument about that. <laughs> so it's his stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's a good release. That that yeah. that's great. That should be. So hopefully, it won't be twenty some either thirty years between. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, it's like. Uh, and He's been doing all the soundtrack work. Why? Why? Can I ask a question? What? Why is it titled? It's, it's Rio, right? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I. I mean. I have it. I don't even have it yet. Okay. I just have three songs. <laughs> I thought you might know. Um, uh, let's just leave it at that. All right, <laughs> Carl Palmer. Yeah, Carl Palmer. This is all you, buddy. How, how's that for a segue? <laughs> all right. So everybody who's listening to this knows. Unfortunately, you know, Keith Emerson and Greg Lake passed within a couple of years of each other. It was really quick. Um, and, uh, Carl, you know, Keith obviously was going through some troubles. Um, Greg had cancer and, you know, unfortunately he, he didn't survive. Um, 
I said this in a different episode, so I'm not going off on my rant again about how I believe Emerson, Lake and Palmer is one of the worst served bands in the Internet era by whoever their management or is ever running their stuff. Um, you know, it's just release after reprint after reprint, a lot of crappy live stuff. But anyways, Carl Palmer now is the last man standing. Um, and, you know, he could be around forever. That dude, you know, I mean, he's uh, obviously playing the drums is very physical and, and he is in immaculate shape for for someone of his age. He's had a band for many, many years um, and I've listened to them and it's it's definitely He's not going to I, I I give him, you know, kudos for being, you know, I'm not going to go out with a guitar, you know, with a guitar bass dude and, and a keyboard guy. No, yeah. I'm not going to have keyboards. So he took, a, you know, a couple of young guys, uh, a bass player. Um, this is years ago. He's been doing this for many years uh, and uh, guitar player instead of Keith. Um, and then uh, the the bass player started playing the stick as well. And so, okay. so it's. I've listened to, like, it's interesting to hear Tarkett's done completely on guitar. Now, it's a very 90s shredding kind of tone. I'm not going to go down that road. But he had his own thing. You know, I mean, I got to give it to Carl. He plays bigger places with Asia, or did I, you know. And um, it's mainly small places they're playing, the, the Carl Palmer's legacy. Uh, so, as you know, he got the permission of, of both Keith and Greg's estate. And he essentially does... Uh, it's not the what do they call hologram and all that stuff that people have tried, like Dio and that stuff. Yeah. It's not that. Uh, or Frank Zappa. There was a Zappa tour with a hologram, too. This is he's showing clips from the Royal Albert Hall show in 92, I think it was, or 94, whatever that year was. Um, and there's a CD and it was a video. It's a very well done video, but it's their later years and they kind of play with them so to speak. They play along with them. So in concept, it's like, oh, and it, it actually doesn't bother me too much because it's, it's, I understand it, what he's it trying to do. In the video, Greg Lake singing? Yes. And they're playing along and they're to play, that Yeah, track? they're essentially playing along to the video. But it, th that's not all they do. It's not like that's the whole show is that. Understood. Did they mix out everything but the keyboards and the bass and, and the vocal? And yeah, then they're yeah. playing along with yes, just the track. As of... far as I know and what I've seen, it's just Keith playing and Greg playing bass or guitar and singing. And then Carl and his his guys are playing with yeah. ensemble are playing with it. So and and to be fair, it's very tastefully done. They're okay. not um and, and it's not the whole show. You know, it's a good part of the show, but it's not the whole show. At least it wasn't the stuff I've seen online. So I, you know, I initially was like, what is he doing? You know, just just get you know, everybody was like, there's a lot of good keyboard players out there. And I think he rubbed people the wrong way, too, because they had a they had a, a Keith Emerson uh, kind of memorial concert. And a lot of people, I think Billy Sherwood came. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly who came, but there were a lot of people that came. And instead, he played, you know, he played at like a club with his band. So I know that rubbed a lot of people uh. the wrong way as opposed to doing that. He was on tour. I understand it. But I, I, like a lot of people, had a very negative reaction when I first read about it. I'm like, oh, it's just weird but having seen some of the videos it's like not the approach i would choose but it's not as bad because they're kind of playing along and look he's a one-third of a band right um and uh in a band like that you know you, 
he was good. You know, a lot of people knock his playing. He was very, very, very good for Emerson Lake and obviously Palmer. And you heard the difference if you heard three, uh, not three, yes, three, but um, Emerson Lake and Powell. You know, Powell was a complete, Cozy Powell is a completely different drummer. And I meant to bring it, but I will in one of our episodes. I actually have a Emerson Lake and Powell sweatshirt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that I bought at the Madison at Madison Square Garden on their tour. I don't know why I bought a sweatshirt, but I I was which is kind of funny that yeah. they were doing Emerson Lake and Powell and they were at Madison Square Garden and then and what? it was full. It and was then full. two years later they're doing three and they're at Toad's place and they're at Toad's place and they had to Toad's had to put things on the side of the stage to fit them all. It's it's strange the way it's up and down. You yeah. know, it's strange the way it's up and down. And they didn't help. You know, I mean. Keith obviously had a lot of issues and and certainly physical issues that that yeah. that really brought him down. Um, but I just never felt like, you know, some some musicians need somebody there to kind of push them. He was one of those guys and he had Greg Lake. That was Greg Lake's role, too. He was the producer. People like to bag on Greg Lake, but he kind of obviously he was a little very a little more of on a commercial bent but without that i don't think you would have had like keith w without that like caliber of musicians to kind of push him along i i just feel like that that's what he needed when he had that that was the best material he ever put out i i listened to a lot of his his um film work and stuff yeah. it's pretty cool it's yeah. it's very cool but there was something special about the three of them. So I but think. Then, sorry, the that's... when when they're playing this new legacy thing, ELP was not a big improv band anyway. No. Right. No. So it's not like, I mean, it's like they're playing to a track, but at the right. same time, they were trying to recreate what was in the studio anyway right so exactly. they were it's not like you're you're missing the fact that they they're not going off on a tangent or you know or jamming to something because they weren't doing that anyway not by that point i mean there yeah. were times in their careers where there would be parts of songs where they would jam yeah. but i think you know certainly that era it, it's easy enough to follow along um, and Carl was there. He knows yeah. like the ins and outs. And it's not like they're doing, you know, Rondo America on that 15 minute extravaganza, which, to be honest, <laughs> I was tiresome in the 70s. And I did see them do that in the 70s when they did it. But like you could have played three, four, five more tracks or you could have actually played all of Tarkus instead of playing half a knife, you know, half a Tarkus and then going into Knife Edge, which was yeah. cool. But. Um, and they do. This that, is this you is know. what we I know. complain about. I know. This is what we complain you about. You could have done this instead. You could have done this. You, you had all this time and you wasted lawn. it playing that. Get off my prog lawn. <laughs> so I, I guess I can't I can't really come down hard on Carl, even though I just don't like it. <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, who's in uh, who's in Asia these days? I don't, oh, even, I don't know. even know. Uh, not, so I'm sure Billy, Billy Sherwood's in there, right? But he doesn't sing anymore. Billy Sher anyways, he could have taken Billy Sherwood to play bass and Billy sings. Yeah. And I I'm sorry, I'm not sure Jeff Downs would be a good Keith Emerson replacement, but right. I think sure Rick Wakeman would have done. I mean, I'm sure no, I'm serious. I'm sure they could have put together a, a, a package of like, let's celebrate ELP and and play theaters. I'm not saying they're gonna play big places. Yeah. Uh, and when I say theaters, I'm talking like the Ridgefield Playhouse and things like that. Yeah, but I, I also can see Carl wanting to do it that he's the 
he's the you last know, he's one the last one that yeah. this is his thing and he's not going to bring in people to replace the people even if it is yeah. a tribute you know, I can understand that approach. It's it's tough. So I I mean I think he's got good intentions at heart. He has to because he's not playing big play. It's not like this made it so all of a sudden he can play big places. Yeah, so no, I yeah, think his it's not a money grab. And also, you know, I I don't view him as like oh he was just a drummer and this it was a three person oh, yeah. band. So yeah. he oh, has no. as much right as anyone else to Absolutely. be out there to be doing this. Actually, he's the only one who has since unfortunately Greg and Greg and Keith are no longer here but um you know I I do know it's a lot of people when they first heard what he was going to be doing were like oh why would you do that why would you do that watch a few videos on YouTube it's actually not that bad yeah. it really isn't it's yeah. not that bad it's it's his way of keeping the legacy going Carl Palmer's legacy ELP legacy go. so there you there, go there we go all right so we uh we I think <laughs> I went on a bit about it. I get very passionate about ELP because I just feel that they I, I they were they're one of my top bands. Yeah. But it's a core two or three years where they were really good. Right. And you know, but I just feel like their legacy I'm sure everybody feels this at some extent about things that they like, right? Yeah. Like it's like King Crimson for whatever reason. Even though when I first got into them, it was like no one's no one was into them, no one was gonna right. remember them. Now it the, the they have certainly in Prague and Prague adjacent music. They're very well known. There's no, oh, yeah. there's no doubt. But I feel like I don't know if you Even, feel this about some bands, but there's like e, e, ELP and and another band like that I really like, like Jefferson Airplane. I feel them receding from the public consciousness. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that. Well, of course, Prague is always receding from the public consciousness which is why we call this Prague will find a way because somehow they, it, it does it's resilient it, it nothing it's resilient but yeah they're not part of the the conversation yeah. yeah you know even even when talking about Prague now yeah. it's it's still ELP is becoming less and less prevalent in it than they used to be right. now it now it is like King Crimson and yes yeah. and Genesis the LP used to be like they were they part were, of the top I mean, of the they list. They were a freaking huge band at the time. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like I said, it's like that with a lot of bands and not everything. So it's not like, well, that was. 40, 50 years ago, what do you expect? Because, but as as someone who really enjoyed their music, look, they didn't do themselves any favors with some of the music they put out or the way that their catalog and everything has been managed. But, um, you know, though, all they have to be remembered for is brain south surgery, you know, and they yeah. probably will because that cover's iconic. And if, even if the music doesn't live on, that cover will live on. Yeah. Uh, so, so I guess there's that. All right, let's end on that note. All right. You know? So as as always, I think, you know, Jay put it best. It's, you know, Prague's resilient. It will find a way. <laughs> so for the Prague Will Find a Way podcast. <laughs> we'll see you well. next time. See you for the next episode.